Hello, word nerds. Welcome to the dictionary. Oh, yeah, let's talk about these words on page 154. Uh, let's see. The first word is brewery. B-R-E-W-E-R-Y. This is a noun from 1658. Uh, if it sounds like my voice is lower, that is because I've only been awake for about an hour. And your voice tends to be lower in the morning, early in the morning, or late at night. Uh, okay. And I wish it could sound like this all the time. A plant where malt liquors are produced. That is a brewery. Next, we have brewmaster. One word, noun from 1904. A person who supervises the brewing process of malt liquors. They have a great job, if you're into that sort of thing. Uh, next, we have brewpub. One word, noun from 1984. A restaurant that sells beverages brewed on the premises. Uh, I mean, there's also the word pub, um, so I guess they don't they don't obviously brew the drinks on the premises there. But it seems weird that it wasn't until 1984 that they actually brewed them on the premises. Hmm. Uh, we have some brew pubs in the this relatively small town that I live in, uh, which is funny because prohibition practically started here. Uh, it was a dry city up until I think the late 70s. Uh, and now there are lots of breweries, brew pubs. There's even a distillery. All right, moving on to brewski. It's like the word brew and the word ski, the two things that you put your feet on to go down a snowy mountain. This is a noun from 1978. Uh, but of course, it doesn't have to do anything with skiing. Um, it's just the slang for the number four definition for the word beer. And it's from... Uh, that ski suffix is this is a suffix in Slavic surnames. Uh, well, I guess we'll learn more about that possibly in the S's. But uh, who? How did that? Where did that start? How did they start putting ski at the end of things to denote something? I don't know. That's that's. I like it. I don't know why, but I like it. All right, moving on to Briar. B R I A R. You could also spell it B R I E R. This is the first form. It's a noun from the 15th century. A plant, as a rose, blackberry, or greenbrier, having a usually woody and thorny or prickly stem. Also, a mass or twig of these. And briery is an adjective. Uh, now we have the second form of briar. This is a noun from... Wow, there's a lot of etymology for this one that I'm skipping over. Uh, this is from 1882. A tobacco pipe made from the root or stem of a European heath. And the scientific name is Erica arborea. Uh, let's see. Where is this from? This is short for briar pipe, which we will not be reading because it's not here in the book. Uh, that is from briar, which is a wood of the European heath. From the French bruyere, which means heath. From Middle French, bruyere, spelled differently. Uh, from Vulgar Latin, brucaria, from Latin, brucus, which means heather, or would it be heather? I think it's heather, uh, of Celtic origin, akin to the Old Irish, freuk, uh, F-R-O-E-C-H, which means heather, akin to the Greek word, eriki, which means heather, and that's that. Um, I, I, I don't know what Heather is in this case. I mean, I've heard it used in various ways, but I never really understood what it was. Uh, so that's that. Now we are moving on to Briard. 
B-R-I-A-R-D, noun from circa 1929, any of an old French breed of large, long-coated sheepdogs. Briard. Uh, this is French from the word brie, which is a district in France. So that's probably where they uh, bred those dogs or named those dogs or something. Now we have bribe. B-R-I-B-E, first form, noun, from the 15th century. One, money or favor given or promised in order to influence the judgment or conduct of a person in a uh, position of trust. Uh, it's it's sort of hard to understand. If you don't know what that word means, that definition doesn't really help. I feel like you need a, a practical example. Uh, but real quick, I'll read number two. Something that serves to induce or influence. Uh, so typically when you hear about bribing, you think of, um, you know, you want somebody to do something. And, you know, this happens a lot with kids, actually, if there's any kids listening. If uh, your parents want you to do something, they might uh, bribe you with a treat of some kind. They say, hey, if you do this, I'll give you some ice cream. That's a bribe. And, you you know, you're smarter than that. You, you should you should uh, negotiate with them, I think. You, you, do, you, do you know what no, negotiate means? We'll get to the ends. You'll be, uh, you'll be an adult by the time you learn that one. All right, uh, this is from Middle English. It is a morsel given to a beggar or bribe. Uh, it's from Anglo-French, which means morsel. It just means morsel. All right, now we have the second form of bribe. This is a verb from 1528. Uh, first is transitive, to induce or influence by or as if by bribery. So it's the act of doing the thing that we talked about before. Uh, and then the intransitive definition is to practice bribery. Bribable is an adjective and a weird word because what is that pertaining to? Is it the person is... Bri- I think it's the person is bribable. Oh, that person, they're so bribable. You can get them to do anything you want as long as you give them something that they want. Uh, I guess that would be that. Um, I guess the thing that is the bribe could be bribable. Like, oh, that's a thing that you could really use to bribe somebody. It's very bribable. Uh, and then bribe is a noun. I think that's the one who's being bribed, which is a word that sounds very weird now. And then briber is also a noun, and I think that would be the one who is doing the bribing, the one who says, I'll give you that ice cream. Although I guess it could be the other way around. I don't know the logistics of that. All right, next we have bribery. This is a noun from 1549, the act or practice of giving or taking a bribe. It's the whole act. There is some bribery happening with the briber and the bribee. There's bribing with a bribe. Uh, Please write me a sentence that uses every single one of those words and send it to me. All right, next we have bric-a-brac, B-R-I-C hyphen A hyphen B-R-A-C. This is a noun from 1840. One, a miscellaneous collection of small articles commonly of ornamental or sentimental value. And then the synonym is the word curios. It looks like curious, but that's spelled with an O-U-S. This is just C-U-R-I-O-S. And I think that is the plural form of the word curio. Uh, and let, maybe it's a different word. I don't know. Curios. Number two, something suggesting bric-a-brac especially in extraneous decorative quality. It's kind of a vague uh, idea. Uh, You can call whatever you want bric-a-brac, really. 
Uh, this just says it's a French word, bric-a-brac. There's an accent over the A in the middle, uh, but it doesn't really give any more information than that. Uh, so, moving on to the first form of the word brick, B-R-I-C-K. Uh, this is a noun from the 15th century. One is plural, so you would say either bricks or you could take off the S and just say brick again. That would be fine, uh, plural. A handy-sized unit of building or paving material typically being rectangular and about two and a quarter inches by three and three-quarter inches by eight inches. And for those who use the metric system, that is 57 millimeters by 95 millimeters by 203 millimeters. Uh, and of moist clay hardened by heat. How did they decide on the size of a brick? That is very interesting, I think, because none of those numbers, except for the eight, makes any sense. Two and a quarter, three and a quarter, 57, 95, 203. Who was the first one to design the brick and say, yeah, that's a good size? It doesn't use any round numbers, really, but who cares? It's a good size. All right, number two, a good-hearted person. Call that a brick. Three, a rectangular compressed mass as of ice cream. Mmm, a brick of ice cream. Uh, four, a semi-soft cheese with numerous small holes, smooth texture, and often mild flavor. A brick of cheese. Five, synonyms are gaff, G-A-F-F-E, and blunder. And that is used especially in the phrase drop a brick. Number six, a badly missed shot in basketball, as in he threw up a brick. Uh, that one, I'm curious about the etymology. Where did that come from? Who was the first one to say, uh, to, to call a missed basketball shot a brick? Uh, but, but let's see. I think that's good for that. We are going to move on to the second form of brick. It is a transitive verb from 1592. One, to close, face, or pave with bricks. Usually used with the words up, in, or over. So you could brick something up. You could brick it in or you could brick over. Number two, to render an electronic device, such as a smartphone, non-functional, as by accidental damage, malicious hacking, or software changes. So the definition itself just says, to render non-functional. That's the whole definition. And then it, those are the examples. You're, I think a lot of people have probably had bricked phones. Maybe it's too old, maybe whatever it is. Uh, I actually have um, an old PlayStation 3 that I only bought because of the Blu-ray capabilities way back in the day. Um, it came with a couple games, which I never played. I downloaded some demos, which I played a little bit. I like video games, but it was not something that I spent a lot of time on, so um, I, used only, I only used it for Blu-rays. But then one day, I was doing an update, and I think maybe the power went out or something, which, of course, is bad for an update, and the thing is just... It's, it's a brick. It's a brick. And then I, I found out I could... I could send it into somewhere in New Jersey to get it fixed if I really wanted to, but that was going to cost a lot of money. So I just have this broken PlayStation 3 sitting there not doing anything. I kind of want to open it up and see what's inside and play around with it. I don't know. Any electronics nerds, hit me up. All right, now we have brick and mortar. Could also be bricks and mortar. It's three words with hyphens. This is an adjective from 1988 relating to or being a traditional business serving customers in a building as contrasted to an online business, as in a brick-and-mortar store. So 
I find this interesting because uh, I didn't realize that there were online stores in 1988. I mean, technically, the internet existed. It didn't really get to the wide audiences until, I think, the mid-90s. I mean, even that was not a wide audience. Uh, so I just find this interesting that it was way back in 1988. I don't think I started hearing this word until probably at least 2000, if not after that. Uh, but it's the thing. It's weird. There are now online stores that, what is it, Ad, uh, uh, Amazon started making brick-and-mortar stores after they became an online thing? I don't know. It's weird. All right, moving on to brick bat. One word. It's a, a brick and, and a, a flying bat. Uh, noun from 1579. One, a fragment of a hard material as a brick, especially one used as a missile. Huh? Okay. Uh, and then number two, an uncomplimentary remark, a brick bat. Uh, this is from brick plus the first form of the word bat, which means lump or fragment. I do not remember that whatsoever. Um, yeah, okay, I guess. Okay. I mean, I guess if, if a piece of a brick breaks off that would be a brick bat but then how is it used as a missile i don't know uh now we have the last word it is brick layer all one word spelled the normal way noun from the 15th century a person who lays brick and brick lane is a noun so we had brewery brewmaster brew pub brewski briar briard bribe bribery bric-a-brac Brick, brick and mortar, brick bat, brick layer. Um, I think I'm going to pick brick bat as the word of the episode because that one was just so interesting to me and different. Uh, but you know, I like some of the other ones. Brick a brack is good. Bribing people is good. I don't know. All right, we're going to end the episode there. Thank you very much for listening. And until next time, this is Spencer Dispensing Information. Goodbye. <laughs>